0: Park Fermé Review Show, powered by RST. Good afternoon and welcome to what is only the second edition of Park Fermé, which tells you what kind of a week we've been having. But we have had a full practice session. Well, we lost 90 minutes due to the weather, but in fairness, we were all sat around here at lunch at time wondering whether we would get anything at all. My guests this evening rejoining us from lunchtime's Attention Paddock show are Patrick Ferrantz, sidecar winning TT rider, Kiefer Moore, podium winning TT rider, and... Uh, Phil Wayne, TC journalist and road racing journalist, BSP journalist. And uh, we finally, gents, got some times to discuss.
1: It's taken a long, old while, but um, got there in the end. The weather gave us a bit of a break. Um, sort of met office came good, really. They sort of said it would clear by one, two o'clock. It took a little bit longer um, just to clear over the mountain, just to uh, make sure that the med cover could be to get over there, but we finally got away.
0: In fairness, we all went upstairs uh, to for the commentary team and we looked up at the mountain and we just thought this is no chance but the forecast did say it was going to improve and lift and eventually, albeit very slowly, it did Phil Yeah
2: absolutely, I mean the
0: bungalow, like you say
2: the cameras that I was looking at the bungalow it didn't look good at all but then all of a sudden the valley appeared and away we went so I mean, yeah I think this is my fourth show I've done and finally got to talk about some racing <laughs> <or> qualifying <laughs> should I say So so yeah. it was a bonus Exactly
0: The first uh, guys that we did get out there at uh, what they set off at about five to three uh, were the sidecars and uh, it was pretty much as we've seen before with John Holden and Lee Kane setting the pace from the go, go. Patrick.
1: Yeah, they did pretty much what they said they were going to set out to do, go and try and chase um, Ben and Tom down from the start and then just try and improve on that and as it happens uh, the lap time was 19 thousandths of a second from the lap time that they did on Tuesday so uh, pretty consistent from them boys it'd be interesting to have a look at the splits um, to see what the split times would be overall
0: The splits showed that they were I think I can't can't remember precisely but I think it was about 13 seconds quicker to Ramsey than they had been on the previous on Tuesday night and then they lost all that coming over the mountain where obviously there was the wind and also uh, wet conditions as well so it there was a lot of pace there in the first part of the lap.
1: Yeah, well, when you're up about that 115, 116 mile an hour, it's like it works out, it's just coincidence that it's sort of 10 seconds is one mile an hour. Um, so they're knocking on the door, 116 mile an hour laps, uh, if, you, if you look at it that way.
0: They are absolutely, the pace The pace seems to be there with John Holden, doesn't it, Phil?
2: Yeah, it looks like, you know, they're the ones to take the fight to the Birchals this year, as obviously they've been the closest to them in recent years as well. So they've come out of the blocks in what sessions we've had, signaling the tension straight away been quick straight away as well so as the limited time we've got going into the race and you've got to say that's the two to to look up for the uh, win obviously it's disappointing today for two two of the favorites Tim Reeves uh, Mark Wilkes and um uh, Lewis Blacksock and Patrick Rosney going out so early on the in the session as well and obviously you know they those pairings didn't even get a lap in so that, that was a real shame
0: these yeah, t- laps, they're absolutely vital, aren't they? They've missed out again. Yeah,
1: um, especially with the weather as it's been. I mean, we're now Sunday, late Sunday evening, and um, they haven't got the qualifying laps in, I don't think, yet. Uh, right. that, that the, the quantity. So I don't know how the organisers are going to look at this. Um, we've got a good weather window all day tomorrow. Um, but no, unfortunately for them, they, they've missed out on, on getting some valuable track timing.
0: And Dave Molyneux's times were way down compared to where we would expect him as well.
2: Yeah, I think his second lap was only say only sorry <laughs> it was a one, <laughs> one oh four, which obviously we're not used to seeing that from Dave. And even the first lap was a one oh nine. So, but having he missed the first session, obviously, so he's a session behind as it, it was anyway. So. Yeah, this effectively is his they were his out. first laps
1: yeah. laps out. So, if you had any bedding in to do or anything like that, or checking this was his first time
0: and that's where we were with the virtuals really with the new bike they said in here last night to us that the the lap they had done on tuesday was was simply an installation lap it was just literally a check over today they did go out and they did up the pace and uh second fastest at what 114.93 as you say only six tenths of a second slower than john holden
1: yeah it's it's, as it works out it's 37 and three quarter mile lap and it's half a second is the difference over the start line for them boys (laughs) um so they've they've pulled the pin a little bit and gone out the pace. But they do this year on year. They, they come here and then they start off steady and slowly build up. Obviously, things are a little bit different this year. They've had to sort of maybe start going a bit faster than what we would normally with this only being effectively their second session.
0: Just to try and put this into a, a bit of a context here, because obviously there was, there was conditions over the mountain that the first lap they were having to take it quite easy. The second lap, the times were still slower, but not as slow. When we look at the fastest sector string of laps put together... Get how close this is. John Holden and Lee Kane, 90 minutes 36.296, 115.471. Ben Birchall and Tom Birchall, 90 minutes 36.491, 115.452. On their best sector times across the two laps that they both did, they are. W- of a
1: second apart. Yeah, it's pretty (laughs) close. (laughs) 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 It's shit up to
3: be good, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, you you can go
1: to a short circuit and you can can (laughs) go out in a qualifying lap and you can be more than that ahead of your next competitor on a two-minute circuit. Yeah, easily. Yeah. Pete Thounds
0: was was very impressive the other night, uh, uh, wasn't he? And he's done that again tonight, again, another 114 mile an hour lap. He was in the 114s on Tuesday night. We have to keep remembering which night it was, and I I think he's in there. Again today. Uh, one oh, in fact, I'm looking at the old fashion sheet, so that's why it's showing his one one He maybe wasn't quite. Yeah, one he's, one s- he's three three third quickest three. on the
2: day. And t- today, wasn't he? Again, like you say, showing well. So he's got to be gunning for his second podium this year. I'd have <laughs> thought.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's um, he, he's pretty confident. Like I said earlier on in the show, he was he's going well in British Championships as it stands. Um, so he's got a bit more time to come. I think I don't know what his fastest ever is. I think about 114 and a half, maybe yeah,
2: somewhere around there. Yeah, uh, he's 114.6. I think his fast. Overall.
1: Yeah, so he's just a shy off that, and effectively, second and third laps down Braille. So he's he, a bit more time to come for them. But the the weather conditions out there at the start of the practice they were far from ideal. The the track was still really green there's, over the mountain. The boys were saying when they came back in that it was quite wet over the mountain. Um, so they having to be really steady. And like through um, on the first lap uh, through Braddon Bridge was a bit greasy, and and then uh, through the Glen Ellen section. So to be doing them lap times ineffectively on a track that doesn't lead itself to them lap times it's looking really promising for some fast laps
0: yeah they went out first and they probably had the worst of the conditions the 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 wind stayed gusting all afternoon but the dampness and 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 they had to contend with the dampest of the track didn't they
1: yeah we did but like we've touched on that this morning it's it it is a little bit easier for that for them boys because they they slide rather than tuck the front or lose a rear um so it, it is what it is the Gary Thompson had to make the call and for me it was definitely the right decision to to go with that schedule as it was today.
0: Pete's brother Alan Founds is fourth quickest on the afternoon on his second lap on the Yamaha uh, with Jake Lauver at 110.553 so uh, both the Founds boys will be quite happy I think.
1: Yeah they came into the pits after the first lap so they didn't actually get flying lap down Braille Um, so they had two sort of stop laps starting from from like a like a race start lap, so they didn't actually get a flying lap in there. So they're right in the mix as well, and they're starting four and five, the two Founds boys. So, and then
0: Dave Mullen, you did get a lap completed at least. Well, he got uh, what 109.431, but the the speed was way down for Sulby. I think he was about 15 or 20 miles an hour slower than Holden and Birchall through Sulby.
1: Well, see, I never actually saw the the mm. speed trap times. Um, if, if that's the case, that must be a bit of a concern for him, um, considering that that's what he's been battling with over the previous years. He's always it,
3: it came past the the start finish here, and the, uh, you could hear a thing misfire on the fifth gear. Actually, sounded like it was almost um, touching the rev limiter, but when it was it was definitely a misfire. I don't. I heard them because we were um, right next to the track, and it was cracking away going down there. So I think that's probably what was wrong. I was surprised he didn't actually pull in, but I guess when you're only getting two laps, you just got to go just just keep c- going c- if you complete can. Complete the lap, hasn't he? After yeah. missing, <clears throat>
1: not getting a lap in on the first night. Yeah, when you're so short on time, you can't pull in. You sort of have to plug <laughs> on. To, yeah, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> we talked <laughs> about, Make about that. the best <laughs> of it, isn't it? <laughs> You've just got to sort of, to go and sort of ride around problems as it were because you can't waste time coming in the pits and if you run out of time and can't get back out on the track it's, it's another lap that you could have done. So if your setup isn't 100% you sort of have to go around and half-ride around problems just because they are that short on time. And as you've said
0: already, touched on Tim Reeves, it's, uh, he's really struggling now, isn't he?
1: Yeah, um, yeah I'm, I've not actually seen him so I don't know what the problem is but not to get a lap in and just the one lap the other night it's... It is track time, um, so it's, it's a difficult one for the organisers. I don't think any of the teams have had enough time to sort of be able to go straight into a race. Now they need the, the boys out there and the girls need more track time, and, and that's the I way think it there is. There's a
3: good chance that they probably will get, uh, get to go out and qualify practice more in the morning. I would imagine
0: the weather seems reasonable for tomorrow. Yes. so Hopefully, we can use. We don't know what the schedule is going to be yet. You'd like to think that they will get more practice time, probably.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Well, it, they have to. They have to. The boys have to. Um, they haven't had the the chance to get their six seven eight laps in that's where you sort of need to get properly dialed in and get everything sorted um so all the guys on that grid are, haven't got enough track time so it, it's a tough decision for the organizers what what do you do? who do you send out in what order? We'll get a schedule out shortly, hopefully. Right, uh, like so as well, we
2: haven't seen a schedule yet, but we were surmising earlier if the weather looks to be fit all day long. Maybe it could be like a bit more practice time in the morning, first race just around lunchtime, and then another race in the evening. Races might be quite in laps just to try make it a busy day, obviously, and stuff, but like just to get those one or two extra laps of practicing in the morning session sort of thing. So. I think they're
1: going to have to do that with the weather whites looking on Tuesday because it doesn't look great on Tuesday at all. So tomorrow is the best day of the week, and I think they've got to... Do what they can, yeah. Do what they can. <laughs> that they at that stage, aren't they? Where they've just got to do what they can. Okay, let's run down the top
0: 10 in the locate.im sidecar qualifying. Then, uh, fastest men on the afternoon were John Holden and Lee Kane on the Silicon Barnes Racing Honda 90 minutes 41.253, 114.986. Ben Birchall and Tom Birchall on their LCR 114.93. Peter Farms and Javan Wormsley on the Suzuki 113.36. And then Alan Founds and Jake Lauber on the Yamaha, 110.553. Dave Molyneux and Harry Payne, 109.431 were fifth quickest. Sixth quickest, Comrade Harrison and Andrew Winkle, 108.239. Seventh fastest, Alan Schofield and Steve Thomas, 107.766. Gary Bryan and Philip Hyde, 8-fast at 107.719. Estelle Leblonde and Frank Clays, 106.956. And Gary Gibson and Daryl Gibson, 104.658. And just before we leave the sidecars, people might be on that readout wondering, given how they did the other night, what happened to the Crowboys. They stopped to make adjustments at Snugborough and that was it. They never really got any further than that, did they, Patrick?
1: Yeah, no, it's a shame for them. They... (laughs) They as much as anybody need the track time, um, and unfortunately they've stopped out of the snuggle there, so they didn't get very far at all. It's only a few miles into the course really, um, but it'd be interesting to see what the what the issues and the problem was. But it, I can't see it being too. M- they stopped to make adjustments to start with, and I don't know. Maybe it, it's it's hard to surmise what can be wrong, but uh, yeah, if, if oh, they just unfortunately so the
0: they didn't get going again, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, hopefully something that's easily repairable. Let's move on to the RST <laughs> Superbike qualifying and the big bikes out on the track and having to contend with the conditions. They weren't perfect by any means, were they, Keith? Well, even when
3: they went out. I think the first lap, yeah, the guys, uh, they weren't um, too happy to go over the mountain. That's for sure. I mean, I spoke to uh, Derek McGee and he said it was really windy and it was it was really slippery. But that was the first lap that had done, so it obviously improved a bit. But at the end of the day, I think, like we were discussing this morning, it's all about getting the bikes set up to Ramsey. I mean, if you get the bike set up to Ramsey, it's pretty much going to work on the rest of the yep. course. So, if it was sketchy over there, I don't think it's such a big issue. So, I think it's been good for them getting out tonight.
0: Well, we heard from John McGuinness at some point during that, and he said it was about the worst conditions he's ever ridden in, Phil.
2: Yeah, like I, Keith was just saying, I haven't had a chance to speak to any of the riders myself, but hearing John say those comments about the amount of leaves that are out there, the gusting winds, which obviously just being here at the grandstand, it's very, very windy here at the grandstand, so you you can only begin to think what it would be like elsewhere on the circuit and John himself said, you know, there's more damp patches than what he thought would be out there, had a few moments and, you know, when one of the most experienced riders on the grid saying that you can only begin to think what it's like for some of the other riders out there as well, so, I mean, you can see obviously in the lap times how, how you know conditions were and that by how far down they were Um so yeah can't couldn't have been easy out there at all and the leaderboard has panned out pretty much as we expect a bit of experienced riders up there like your Michael Rutters of this world and then the riders that we know that have kind of already shown their hand earlier in the week with bikes set up all good to go already the likes of Connor, Dean, James Hillier
0: yeah it was it was Dean Harrison that led the way with the session he the the, the split times again to Ramsey it mirrored the sidecars they were a lot quicker than we'd seen before but then coming back over the mountain they lost the time due to the conditions Dean Harrison opened up the session with uh, a 126.526 mile an hour lap um, Michael Rutter was second quickest initially at 125.423 Connor then just slightly pipped um, Dean by literally a tenth of a second 126.536 but then on his second lap Dean managed to up that to 128.292 which was the fastest of the session and then Connor, oh no Connor in fact pipped in a little bit later on almost again so matching them 10th for 10th almost they seem to have been stuck like that every time we've seen them on track Connor and Dean seem to have been very much on a pace albeit that Connor got black flag the other night but when you look at the sector times they are pretty much on a par Keith
3: yeah I mean as, as I said this morning I think is definitely going to be in a mix in the mix so um, <sighs> the big sur- well not surprised for me Peter Hickman his split times on the super uh, superstock bike were actually faster than they were on the superbike, and so I think he's had more problems than the superbike again. I think he was actually on one lap. He did. Um, he
0: just did one lap at the start. of The session came yeah, in, and I, I think s- he went out a little late on um, for a second. Lap, I don't know how he's he after
3: done he'd done the superstock. Yeah, stop. The, on the superbike, I think he seems to be struggling with that a little bit. But I mean, he's definitely he's on the pace as well.
2: I think it'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow with the race, whether or not he takes out the Superstock bike rather than the Superbike, particularly if it is cut to four laps, which obviously is the normal race distance for a Superstock race. So he might well take that out in the Superbike race. because Makes sense, wouldn't it? Well, the pace he's been going um, <clears throat> on the Superstock bike, as we saw later in the session, he was pink, pink, pink in all the sectors. He tailed off on his second lap, but who knows, that could have been like him backing off or you just don't know. <laughs> but it did look like obviously he topped the super stock session as it was with a 128.5, but then his second lap looked like it would be a 130. So he might have just gone fast on the run to Ramsey and then just cruised over the mountain. You know, it's just one of those at the moment.
0: But is, if anything, this weather is almost a leveller. It seems to have brought a lot more
2: people into play. It's, I think it's also interesting to see how many privateers it's brought into play. If you're looking like the top ten leaderboard, there's names on there which you wouldn't necessarily expect to be in there, and that's not being disrespectful to them, obviously, because they're all riders that have been coming here for a while now. You like to see Brian McCormack, Stefano Benetti's, um, Phil Crows, you know, they're all getting in that. All in that similar kind of lap speeds that they're doing and it's put, putting them in the top 10 at present so like you say it being being a leveler in that so
3: Jamie cowards going really well really and jamie cowards going very, very well, flying yes yeah. yeah. he's been impressive
2: he, he's been impressive at the northwest 200 on the dry day that we had there yeah. running like top top five top seven in yeah, every single class that he had obviously had the podium in the super twin as well and he's also not on you know riding the yamaha he's not one of the favoured bikes in the superbike class but it just shows you how well he's riding and also what well, a good job that little team. Uh, yeah, they're doing P- a great P- job. P- Absolutely.
3: Yeah, f- tremendous job. And it's nice to see. I mean, he's been coming for a while. He was obviously. Up the sharp end on the, the super twin and stuff before. I mean, he, he's up at the sharp end doing and all the classes.
1: It was actually we've got his mum to thank for this uh, weather. She promised that she'd send some good weather over. Oh, we like we, we <laughs> do like his mum. We do like his mum. <laughs>
0: in terms of the superbikes, Sam West and Stefano Bonetti both managed to put in four laps on the superbikes alone. They got four in in the session, so they absolutely maxed the session out. Sam West did 124.96 and Stefano Bonetti 123.48, I think it was. And then there were a, a, another 15 or so riders that managed to get three laps in on the Superbike. So those other guys that concentrated on the Superstock or switched to the Supersport, there were people just out there whose sole focus for today was the Superbike.
1: Yeah, they they have a, a, a bit more power and they're a bit harder to set up. It's, they're a different animal completely to the to the superstock, and to try and get them set up, it's real difficult. Um, we all the the way that the power comes in, it, it it's difficult.
2: I think as well, Stefano hasn't got 600, so it plays into his hands today as well. That you can just go out on the one bike and just put in lap after lap after lap. Absolutely. James so. Hillier
3: seems to be struggling. A bit. He only got on one lap in the superbike again tonight. He,
2: he took the Superstock out yeah. first because he hadn't had any laps in, or I think he'd only had one lap in previously on that, so he went out on the Superstock bike first.
3: Done one lap
0: on that.
2: One lap on that, came in and then went back out on the Superbike. I think it's interesting I, d- I didn't actually see it coming up on the live timing very often but how quick uh, good lap time from Dave Johnson third quickest today as well so I don't know if he snuck that oh in I never, I late, t- t- that, late yeah. in the session But because I think he went out took the 600 out first again and then obviously must have gone back out later on but to go third quickest Dave's looking in a, in a good position be another it dark horse yeah absolutely
0: <laughs> absolutely on, on and uh ian hutchinson went out on the superbike to start with as well we thought he might maybe take out the superstock first but he went out on the super bike as well we're not sure where his lap time is 20th, 20th, yeah, 20th fastest
1: uh, yeah. 121.935, 121.935 he, he he's got to
3: still be sore after that accident though i mean to come off where he did and the fact that he's even riding a bike to me he's, yeah he's doing he's doing well just to be on there
1: yeah and it, Obviously, you know yourself if you've been down the road, you're not <laughs> going to want to do it again. So you're just going to go out and you're going to be cautious, and especially in conditions like, like that. that yeah. He's 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 carrying injury and he's coming back from injury, and the last thing he wants to do is going to go out and try and push on conditions that aren't favourable. Yep. Um, we all know he's more than talented, um, but yeah, he's, he's not going gonna, to all, he's, he's not gonna go out there and push himself in them conditions. Just go out and, like you say, just set up in the the bumpy sections for the for the practice, and probably
2: just took the super bike out first, just to get back out on it obviously that was the one that he crashed on the other night really just yeah. to get one back under his belt I think actually later on in the session he was almost got his quick on his 600 as what he was on the super bike but probably just for his own peace of mind and just to get back out on the superbike, just to get one lap under his belt it's definitely a good
3: thing in. to do yeah just to get your head space right again you yeah.
0: and to a certain extent we're almost in the situation of riders now looking at which bike have I got qualified which haven't I got qualified and that's almost dictating what order they go out in
3: I think uh, we're, we're, that's why I think tomorrow morning there's, I would be very surprised if there isn't more qualifying tomorrow or practice tomorrow for the, for some of the guys, especially for superbike and stuff. Because I mean, some of these guys have hardly done any laps on the superbikes.
1: But well, Hickman, he's done one, well, and a bit, one and a bit lap. He, <laughs> he, he, he came into yeah. this T as one of the resounding favourites, him and Dean Harrison. Um, and if he's only got one and a bit laps under his belt on his superbike, it's not going to be set up. It's
3: How many laps did Hillier, um do the other night? Um, Any idea? I think James the other night did two or three. He did two or three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was surprised he only done one tonight though.
2: He's
0: probably got it qualified. We're just uh, coming. We're just past uh, ten to six actually. So we'll, you're listening to part Fermi with RST, and we'll just run through the RL. No, which ones we're we running through the superbike, the RST superbike qualifying times. We'll come to the superstock in a moment. Top ten on the afternoon, uh, leading the <laughs> way, Connor Cummins, <laughs> 17 minutes 33.5, 128.923. Just a shade, a tenth of a second or so ahead of Dean Harrison, 128.292. That lap that's been referred to from David Johnson on the Honda, 128.236. So all of those covered by just five or six seconds. Michael Rutter on the RCV Honda, 127.547. Jamie Coward, fifth fastest on the press Racing Yamaha, 127.215. James Hillier, sixth fastest, 125.358 peter hickman then next 125.043 sam west who did those four laps 124.961 john mcginnis on the norton ninth fastest 124.717 he did three laps as well and brian mccormick rounds out the top 10 124.331 we can start to fit these things into the all sessions we have now seen things on track more than once (laughs) (laughs) which is a rarity it's taken a while (laughs) absolutely (laughs) And, and as we've been saying really at the top it just looks very very tight
3: uh, yeah, just quickly, in, Michael. I didn't was just about get to up. say,
2: yeah, that's, that's obviously one of the big talking points from tonight, Michael. Yeah, so he didn't. I mean, no, what? he was obviously retiring on them. I think it was the mountain box. I think yeah, he said he'd accomplished yeah. to be the worst place to retire. Really, could you? <laughs> so, um, no, no real back roads to come from from there. So yeah, he obviously lost out on a lot of track time compared to his rivals, even. With conditions being what they were, you would still would have liked to have got four laps in. And the fact something.
3: that he didn't get on a super sport bike or super exactly. stock bike, or I presume it was a super bike that he was out on. I'm not entirely sure, but I think it was. I believe he oh, went
2: on super bikes straight away, yeah.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, difficult for Michael. On the super stocks, it was Peter Hickman. It was that lap that he put in that was set in purple sector times everywhere for the fastest of the week, all the way through to Ramsey. And then he was the fastest of the day up to bungalow, I think it was. So he he really set the thing alight, as you said, Keith. He's very comfortable on that
3: superstock. Yes, I mean he's he's <laughs> totally at home with it. And, uh think it's a little bit worrying for a lot of guys actually, because I think if he did go and race that tomorrow, it's he's definitely going to be there. Yeah,
2: well, he won, it, won the Northwest 200 dry race like pretty convincingly, really. I, I think his winning margin at the end was only two seconds, but at one stage he was up to like five seconds. So, and that bike hadn't turned a wheel before they even got <laughs> to the Northwest <laughs> 200. That's so a bit worrying for the guys. Kind of shows you how <laughs> comfortable he is on that. So, and he's obviously brought that form with him here, which I was alluding to earlier. Whether or not he'll use that in the Superbike race, who knows yet? But the Superstock has standalone class, he's clear. Happy with that, and like we said, like Chris just said then about his dissect times he was setting. Um, yeah, he and was
3: fasty. He was really, very really, fast, really fast. fast.
2: Faster on that than he was in the superbike.
3: Yeah, yeah. but um, again, I think he's he's definitely not got the superbike where he needs it to be right now. It's not actually working out. From, but then again, if the guys do get another qualifying or practice session tomorrow morning who knows, a few of them might get the well, things at that got,
2: At least he has got one full lap on it today, which is better than nothing <laughs> at least he's got a bit more of a starting point now to work from in terms of like, you know, the setting, because they came here with no base setting whatsoever so that one lap might have helped in that sense in terms of... They it, were
3: definitely I don't know what they were doing, because I actually went past the, the pit box and they were um, frantically doing something to get them back out again and it looked, well they were inside it put it like that, so it wasn't suspension adjustments I don't think
0: Oh, right, okay, let's run down the top 10 then in the RL360 Superstock qualifying for this afternoon. It was that lap by Peter Hickman. He was up over 130 miles an hour average bungalow to bungalow, but it ended up being 128.499 on his standing start. That was his fastest lap on the BMW Smith machine. Connor Cummins, second fastest on the Melencova um, Padgets Honda, 127.171. Gary Johnson, on the Kawasaki third at 124.971 then Brian McCormack who we've already mentioned has had a very strong showing this afternoon 124.331 James Hillier fifth fastest on the stocker 124.326 then Michael Rutter on the BMW 123.534 uh, Stefano Benetti seventh fastest 123.482 Davey Todd, 122.945. Jay Lawrence, who's at his first TT, 122.472. That's impressive. And Dominic Herbertson rounds out the top 10 at 121.503, which leaves us with... The super sport machines for this afternoon if we've got the times for those we can tell you it was lee johnston who put in a late lap and he was fastest we've got the all session sheet not necessarily just this afternoon but it was lee Johnston who put a late lap in on the ash court racing yamaha at 122.926 these not as fast obviously as we saw last sunday when they were able to get six laps in on the super sports if they wanted to patrick
1: yeah they they went straight off and uh, after the newcomers lap and they had a, a a good long session. I, I can't remember how long the session was. It was a good oh, few hours, about three hours. Yeah, I mean. three yeah, hours it was. It was, it was so yeah. so yeah, yeah, that gives them plenty of time to get their bikes set up. And um, yeah, Dean was straight out the blocks in that with 126 mile an hour lap, which was quite impressive. Um, <laughs>
3: it was very impressive. <laughs>
1: you've got to remember that these guys they've had no no clear track time when the weather conditions been favourable. They've either had wind or damp patches, gusts. It's it, it's it's never been ideal. So, given the
0: conditions today, that lap by Lee Johnston at 122.926 uh, feels is quite impressive.
2: Absolutely, yeah, particularly given Lee's stature as well. He was probably feeling the wind more than anything. Keith could probably comment on that. Well,
3: uh, uh, <laughs> personally, I'd probably rather be his size with the wind in Connors. Oh, really? Yeah, because obviously Connors so there's small more surface area to uh, get blown around.
0: We were talking about this up in the commentary box. Would you rather be tall and lean like Com or would you rather be shorter and, and maybe wider more like, if me, like every, John
3: McGuinness? Uh, no, like me, John McGuinness. Yeah. Cause, um, you know, well John's in terms still, of body but, shape. But you know. John's still quite tall. I mean, I think yeah. for the uh, the smaller guys, especially in the super sport bike, I think it's easier getting tucked in and everything behind the fairing, so it's not as much of an issue. Even with the lighter
2: weights would still not count against them.
3: Uh, Look, it's not ideal, but I mean, I think, well, you know yourself, you've ridden a a bike and you sit up in the wind when you go to slow down, when you hit the brakes, whatever. The more that you stick out the bubble, the faster you slow down.
2: And, and if, to fairness to Lee, it is probably the bike he's most comfortable on as well. Not just here, but he started off the British Championship season brilliantly. Really, really Hasn't good. Competed in it since 2011. Yet straight away this year he's yeah. been running top five. Yeah. So he's obviously got that bike dialed in. It's, you know he's only had the nor- he won the Northwest 200 on it as well. He's only had the Northwest 200 on the big bikes as well so um,
3: he's so definitely got him in the mix absolutely yeah 100%. Um,
2: it was good to see Gary Johnson get a bit up there as well today I mean obviously Gary's had a bit of a rough few years and even his bad luck continued leading up to this event as well so and he took out the super sport bike first tonight which I you know he's 8th overall on overall times but he was second quickest in tonight's session so um, yeah, and as we mentioned earlier as well Jamie Coward another good good lap to, from him as well
3: yeah he's been really really good in that class as well
0: yeah, Lee Johnson's definitely targeting this, but Gary, I think, has got a fair target for this on his, on, his, on the back as well. He's he gunning for the super sports. Absolutely. I mean, he's w- obviously he's t- won t- twice are, twice so
2: winner in the class. It's traditionally been one of his strongest um, classes. He, he likes the Triumph as well. Again, one of the bikes bike he won on in 2014, so um, second year with the team as well. So he's got that con- continu- continuity there, which he hasn't had in the past. So I think that's going to pay dividends. And certainly... Whether or not Gary can get up to the speeds of previous years, I'm not, not so, so sure. But then we're not going to see the lap times that we we have seen no, in previous years. so not. Something we might see like it might be a 126, for example, that you need to do to win, and that's obviously got Gary's well within his. I think it'll be a thing. Bit more than Maybe that. a bit more, but it won't be the 129s we saw last no. year, will it? So
3: probably 127, 128. If it's if it's good enough conditions to race, and I think well, especially Dean Harrison, judging by that lap he done <laughs> straight out of the box.
0: There we go. The Monster Supersport qualifying top 10. Lee Johnston led the way. 122.926. 18 minutes 24.957. Gary Johnston second fastest 122.59. James Hillier 122.024. Jamie Coward that name keeps appearing 121.335. Dean Harrison fifth fastest 121.17. Ian Hutchinson 121.132. Paul Jordan, seventh fastest, 120.479. David Johnson again on the Honda. He keeps appearing as well. 120.348. Derek McGee in ninth, 119.639. And Derek Shields, 119.5. 7, 8, and we're just about out of time for this evening. Thank you very much to Patrick, to Phil, and to Kiefer Moore. The roads are open through to Lini Road in Ramsey. The mountain at the moment remains closed. This has been Park Fermé, associated with RST. Good evening from the TT Grandstand.
2: Park Fermé Review Show, powered by RST.